Okay, greetings. Welcome everyone for tuning in for this live stream. Um, prayers and blessings for you as you uh, listen uh, from home, different ones drawing near to the screen to tune in. We pray especially for the, the mums and parents with their children home from school, those who are working on the front lines, uh, each one that may be self-isolating, and we just pray for a, a great blessing on you this morning. In fact, let's, uh, let's pray together now. Father, we thank you for this opportunity uh, once again to open your word together, to study your word, to consider you in our lives today. And we pray for your blessing and help and guidance through your word this morning, this day, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 12, in verse 7 through 10, I'll, I'll read 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7. And Paul says, Unless I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, unless I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in my infirmities or my weaknesses, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Oh, Father, bless the word of God to our hearts. We ask you in these moments, in Jesus' name. Notice the last phrase in these verses. Paul refers to his infirmities or his weaknesses, his persecutions, reproaches, his needs. This is all part of the human experience, even part of the Christian experience. There are some Christians who may teach or believe that as a Christian you're not really subject to trouble or trials or healing or, or, or sicknesses. But if you believe well, if you have your faith is strong enough, you will be healed. Where is your faith if you are suffering? That might be the question. If you have a sickness, where is your faith? For it's not God's will that you are sick or you are suffering. But that's clearly not what is taught here or in the scriptures. That type of name it and claim it teaching, the prosperity gospel, is unhealthy, it's unbalanced, it's destructive, and a lot of people get hurt because of it. Peter tells us in 1 Peter 1.7, the trial of your faith is more precious than gold. So suffering or trials or troubles certainly may be part of the Christian life. God may not cause it, but he certainly uses it. Romans 8.28, God works all things together for the good. But verse 7 tells us that a thorn in the flesh was given to Paul. A thorn in the flesh. It's a graphic picture. We don't know exactly the definition 
of what it was. And I think that's omitted for a purpose so that this applies to every one of us. That Paul speaks about a thorn in the flesh that was given to him. What did he do? He prayed. We don't know what the thorn was, but we do know the purpose of the thorn. It was to keep him humble. It was to produce and to maintain humility in Paul's life. The reason for that being, of course, God wants us to be those who experience grace in our lives. James 4, 6 says God gives grace to the humble. Therefore, it's no surprise that the nature of God's plan is to produce humility in our lives and maintain humility in our lives, that we would be those that receive grace, that find grace, for he gives grace to the humble. The Amplified Version says he gives grace to the humble enough to receive it. So this is the nature of God's work in our lives because he loves us, he wants the best for us, he wants us to be those who find grace in a personal, experiential way. So verse 8, concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. Three times. Paul pleaded, oh Lord, please, will you take this thorn away? And again, oh Lord, please, if, if it could be that you would take this thorn away. And perhaps if we could counsel God this morning, if he would lay out his plan for our life we might have different ideas. We might say, oh Lord, if you could take away this valley and this trouble and this trial, if you could take away this season or this person, this is a much better plan. But God says, oh, if I do that, you would miss so much. You would lose so much. But see how God answers Paul in verse 9. But he said unto me, he said unto me, oh God hears and he speaks and he answers. Uh, sometimes people might say, oh God doesn't answer my prayer. But perhaps it's because we are not listening or we are expecting a different answer. He's not answering my prayer according to how I would want him to answer it. Paul says, oh, take it away, Lord. Will you take this thorn away? And he said to me, and he answers Paul, and he says these incredible words, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. This is God's personal answer not just a concept, not just a doctrine, not just a theory, not just part of our theology, but a very real, personal, experiential provision in the life of the believer, in his weakness, in his need, in his trial, in his trouble. My grace is sufficient for you. And his grace, it doesn't refer to just what he does or what he gives, but it refers to who he is. His grace expressed, manifested in our lives through his very person, his very presence, presence in our lives. He says, my grace is sufficient. It's enough. Enough for what? Enough for you. Enough for you right now. My grace is sufficient. It's enough for you right now. So we may pray to take away the thorn 
to take away the trouble and we understand that Paul prayed that but God's answer was different he would say you you will find something there we remember when we consider Psalm 46 1 God is my refuge and my strength a very present help in trouble he's a very present help in trouble if I take away the trouble maybe I don't meet God in the same way that I would would have for God will meet me in the trouble God will be a very present help in the time of trouble if there's no trouble maybe I forfeit so much there's sweet communion with God that I wouldn't experience but God says I'm a very present help in trouble I will be with you I am present with you we think of Daniel chapter 3 with the three young Hebrew men <clears throat> and 315 Nebuchadnezzar says you will be cast immediately into the midst of the burning fiery furnace and who is the God who will deliver you from my hands verse 17 they say well if that's the case our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us from your hand O king notice that there was no question with the hebrew boys if god could deliver them they knew he could they said that oh our god can deliver us and not only did they know that he could but they believed he would it says and he will deliver us from your hand O king but look at verse 18 but if not it sounds like a contradiction he will deliver us but if not but I think it just means they were submitted to God's plan God's way they knew that God would would work according to his plan his wisdom and they submitted to that but if not O king let it be known to you that we will not serve your gods or worship the image you have set up we will trust him no matter what verse 21 then these men were bound in their coats and their trousers and their turbans and their garments they were thrown into the midst of the burning fiery furnace there it is then king nebuchadnezzar verse 24 was astonished and he quickly got up and he said to his counselors wait did we not put three men into the midst of the fire and they said yes that is true O king look he answered I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire and they are not hurt and the form of the fourth is like the son of God the three of them but then a fourth like the son of God walking with them for God did not deliver them from the furnace but he delivered them in the furnace and without the furnace they would have never walked with the fourth man the way they did like that we would say oh lord would you take away this trouble all that's happening in my life right now oh, I, I pray for when this is over and god will say well you pray for when it's over but there is something i want to give you right now don't miss the moment and the season and the opportunity that God may give us opportunities for pause, for consideration, to, to remove certain distractions or burdens in our life. 
to give us a focus on the things that really matter, that we may consider people, our families, people that God has put in our life, that we may be rekindled in our hearts towards his word, that we would take quiet times and open the word and and renew our faith and our, our commitment to him. God says, don't look to the end, but look for me now in the moment, in the season, in the trial, in the furnace. Maybe we know him deeper through the valley. They say that nothing grows on the mountaintop, but much grows in the valley. And we all love those mountaintop experiences, but much grows in the valley. And there are times when we'll have to walk through the valley. And we're going to say, oh no, the valley. Well, will God be there? God will be there. Psalm 23, 4. Yes, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. And your rod and staff, they comfort me. There's the story in Numbers 21. Remember when the the Israelites, they rebelled against God, against Moses. And God brought a judgment upon them and the serpents were biting the people. So they came to Moses and they said, oh, we, we have sinned, we have spoken against the Lord, we have spoken against you in Numbers 21, 7. And they, said, they asked this, will you pray to the Lord that he will take away the serpents from us? And then it says, so Moses prayed for the people. I love the fact that it doesn't say that Moses prayed that God would take away the serpents. Perhaps Moses had more wisdom than that. He just prayed for the people. And we want to be careful how we pray for people. May God lead us for maybe the, the, what they need or the, or the prayer that should go up for them is not necessarily that this time would end, that they would be delivered, that they would be healed. Though, of course, let's pray for that. Let's believe God for that. But maybe God has something else that he is doing. And the Lord said, Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole, and it shall be that everyone who is bitten when he looks at it shall live. Again, not something taken away, but something added. Oh Lord, take away this thorn. I'll add my grace. My grace will be sufficient for you. In Exodus 15, there's the story of when the Israelites came to Marah, where there were the bitter waters and they could not drink. And the people complained against Moses and said, what shall we drink? And he cried out to the Lord and the Lord showed him a tree. I love that phrase. The Lord showed him a tree. And, and Moses cast it into the waters and the waters were made sweet. Sometimes in our life there may be waters that seem too bitter to drink. But the Lord May he show us a tree. May he give us a personal revelation of the cross, that we would take up our cross in the moment, that the cross would be applied, that the bitter waters become sweet. But the water does not change, but something is added, and therefore it does, it does become sweet to us. 
Others may look and say, well, how do you endure that? How do you continue? Where does your joy come from? So grace is added. As the other story in 2 Kings chapter 4, in verse 39, they went out to gather herbs and they were making a, a stew in the pot and one of them unknowingly gathered a wild gourd and put it in the stew and there was death in the pot and they did not know it. When they served it to the men to eat, they cried out to Elisha and said, Oh, man of God, there is death in the pot and they could not eat it. And he said, bring some flour. And he put it into the pot and he said, serve it to the people. And then there was nothing harmful in the pot. There was no death in the pot. Something added, something added. God adds his grace. He adds his favor. He adds his presence. He comes alongside as the comforter in a time of trouble. And he adds something for us. He says, my grace is sufficient. My strength is made perfect in weakness. And I think perhaps this is a lifelong lesson for us as believers. That of course we need the right doctrine and we must have certain understanding of grace, but finding it applied in our lives, becoming part of our blessed experience, that he strengthens us through many dangers, toils and snares we have already come. T'was grace that brought us safe thus far and grace will lead us home. So here's Paul's conclusion and ours also in verse 9. Therefore, now when we read that word we ask what is the therefore, therefore. Therefore, because his strength is made perfect in weakness because his grace is sufficient for me because god has promised this and said this therefore most gladly i will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of christ may rest upon me therefore i take pleasure in my infirmities again for when i am weak then i am strong did Paul learn something? It certainly seems so. For three times he pleaded with God that he would take it away. But, but now we read that he boasts in his infirmities, in his weakness. He boasts in his trouble because he understands that he finds something there. He takes pleasure in them, he says. I boast in my infirmities, I take pleasure in them. How can you take pleasure in them, Paul? Oh, I understand that in that place, in my trouble, in my weakness, in my persecution, I find grace, I meet God, I walk with him in the valley. He is very present to help me in my trouble, in my time of need. It's when we understand this, we can, we can understand James 1-2, which says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. This is how we rejoice in our trials and tribulation, knowing this. There is something that we know, something that we've discovered, something that we believe, something that has been part of our 
Christian experience where there has been a valley and God, God's presence was, was with us and he showed his faithfulness to us. We can say, oh, I count it joy for these various trials that I go into because I know something. I know that faith produces patience. In verse 4, let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. We capture those words. Let patience have its perfect work. The saddest thing would we, we would go through a trial or a valley or a difficult season as, as we are in perhaps now in our lives and we would miss what God wants to give us. We would miss what he wants to teach us. But we must take pause and recognize that this season is an opportunity that God has given for me to draw near to him, for me to hear him say to me, my grace is sufficient, for him to strengthen me and encourage me, that in my weakness that his strength is perfected. <clears throat> Why do you boast, Paul? Oh, his, his grace, his grace is sufficient in my life. And I'll close with the reading by reading 2 Corinthians 9, 8. Paul says, And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. And that's our prayer. Oh, the abundant grace of God will be sufficient in your life. It will be enough for you right now in this time. And uh, with that thought, let's pray together. Father, we thank you for these words as we've been able to open your word together and consider these principles and truths. Oh, Father, so often we, we might consider our lives and the answer to our troubles in certain ways. We may pray, oh, Lord, please end this. Take this away. But sometimes the answer will be different and you would add something. You would add something. You would give us something. Paul said, oh, the grace that was bestowed upon me was not in vain. So we pray in our lives, in this time, in this season, with our families, in our communities, and in our world, oh, as believers, we would, we would take pause. We would look to you. We would find your grace in this time of need, that we will be strengthened and quickened accordingly and we thank you for it perhaps as someone listening today you are not sure uh, of your salvation perhaps you have listened to bible messages before perhaps you are seeking in your heart and here lies the gospel that god loves you jesus died for you and if in this moment you would believe in him you would recognize that you are a sinner and he is the savior and say oh jesus come into my life and save me today by grace through faith thank you for saving me and lead me in a, in your plan and way for my life and all of us pray that for your guidance encouragement and strength in these times in jesus name amen amen god bless you greetings from peace haven um, it's a joy to study the word together like this in these times we hope you can join us again on sunday morning for our live stream at 10 30 uh, our local time um, you can also 
uh, watch the live stream on Facebook. You can visit our YouTube channel. If you type in uh, studytheword.co.uk, it will come up with lots of sermon series, and you're welcome to study the word with us. God bless you.